Black, Educated, and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip-hop, headlines, and all things ATL into the success of Black millennials in the Black culture. Listen, listen, listen. I'm sick of them people not showing up for work and then talk about me when I don't show up for the live show, but I do my job. I do my segment. <laughs> I do Melanin News. Don't miss no week. I don't understand. So nobody's here today. It's just me, Q, Maya. Hey, I'm somebody that. Well, I was gonna say that's a lot of them. <laughs> um, you know, but you know how the other two people are. They think they somebody. They ain't nobody. Uh, I said nah, what I said. You need to check on your partner. Shoot, ever since he didn't uh, got that in house, he been uh, out there in my area. I don't understand. I'm, I'm in my I'm in my new room. I, my kid is sitting right here. Yeah, I'm broadcasting live from the dining room. You might need to uh, write a book and send it to him. I'm gonna do something. Something ain't right. Zay from the Bay, what's going on? Nothing. I'm just, oh, it's been a long day. That's all I know. It's been a long day. I think it's been a long day for everybody. The weather has changed and stuff. You know, everybody getting a little sniffles. So, not right, me. They go from, they go from 32, 32 in the morning to 70 in the afternoon. I love it's it. amazing. Amazing. You still, you put, Zay, you don't, what you do is you got to keep a jacket and a hat on. You got to keep a jacket and a hat on. You can't yeah, go out there no time. My problem is I take showers in the morning and still leave and go to work or go do stuff. Like, but I have to take a shower in the morning at night. So it's just like, yeah. So you're walking right out the door. Right out the door. Like, pores oh, still nah. open. Pores is wide open. I'm tripping, tripping, but got shit to do. Mm-mm. Get up earlier and take that shower. I swear <laughs> my alarm is set at like, 545, 615, uh-huh. 625, 640, 715, seven, all these clock, and I still don't, it just, it's something in the, in the arms of my, anyway. Oh, yes. wow. Well, listen, y'all had, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, last week, Friendsgiving, uh, we just called it Black People Eat Day, Happy Harvest, as, as Maya wishes us and a lot of people. Um, how was the live show? Tell the people that didn't experience it. How was the show? Slap it or dap it. What was going on? What happened? I wasn't there. I was cooking. Whew. I enjoyed that's, it. That's a whole segment <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> they said, whoo. It's a whole, it's a whole, we got to like. So we got to wait on Randy and Ron to come back for that. Not even that. Uh, they but, like, can just go ahead said. and watch it on YouTube tonight and they can let us know in our, on our, on our um, Instagram what they think. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. It was good. Go it was good, dog. It, it was good. Show. Good. Yeah, I, I, enjoyed I enjoyed it. it. There was a lot going on. Marlon had us crying. He did a set. Marlon yes. had a lot to say. He Marlon did. had and a lot to say hilarious. that night. So was it was it a set or was it a freestyle? Both. He has yeah, said, and then he yeah, came he's, back. he's done jokes I've heard him do before, but it definitely was a lot of it was off his head because of where we were. It was and what was happening like i love it i love it shout out to marlon ballard hey that, that's but you know that's how i saw him do stand up and other than uh, uh i went to go see the uh legendary thea vidal he was one of uh the uh the um openers for her but when he hit that stage i said all the rest of the comedians can go that's how trash they were that's the first time i no, met but you want to know what's crazy about the live show that was like the one night marlon was actually nice to me <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm not buying that. Marlon is always nice. We know you, Maya. You know they uh, they have a they have a love hate relationship. They do. Like she does with all our you. Uh, like she does with everybody. Period. You. Yeah. See that? Right see, there? we not we not in her DM. I'm talking about the ones no. in the DM. 
Oh, speaking of DM. No. Oh, we're not speaking of DMs. Listen, Mike. So, uh, New Bree NYE was there. And he brought a young lady with him. And she just what had this. Mean, un- brother was there? Yeah, and she had this uncanny resemblance to Aya. Like, everybody saw it. They, I was like, okay, he has a type. I don't know what they talking about, y'all. Yo, Why he broke his heart like that? There's only one Maya. They still on each other's heart, so it ain't over. Is that what it is? Yeah. Excuse just, me, sir. Well, I mean, you just said it. It's only one Maya. He can't never get it back, dog. Oh, shit. He ain't lost <laughs> he did, it. He did put out a single <laughs> I did like, though. I did download a single he did put out. I like that. Uh, Are you saying that I'm obtainable? Is that what I'm hearing? What I'm saying is, like, I saw how you reacted when he was there. Like, and I know that reaction. Like, we do that and see what's what. And you right. feel right for it. He was all over. He was all over me. Okay. I didn't, do I didn't say you was. He was. All, he was all over him. But I could tell by your demeanor and your facial expressions. Yeah, got to be quicker than that. He had you. He had you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't uh, you help with the branding and stuff? We're gonna right? talk you know? about this offline. So moving on. Oh, my uh, bad. Oh, our bad. next. Topic. You gotta be quicker than that. Well, listen. Let's go to let's go to Atlanta real quick. Atlanta has a mayor elect named Dre. Dre. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Shout hey. out to uh, Councilman Andre Dickens. Y'all need to call uh, name yesterday Dre Day in honor of him winning this shit. Might as well. I'm gonna start. You know what? Write that down. Write that down. Black educated yeah. and broke. Q said it first. We you know, said Q it first. Is from Decatur. Dre Day. That's Dre right. Day. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it, man. I'm I'm excited for him. I love to see black mayors, especially in black cities. Uh, I think that's very important. Like back home, we've had like black mayors. Like our last, like out of all the mayors that I've known us to have, we've only had two white mayors that I can think of. Like we we be having black mayors too, which is surprising for the ratio up there. But I, I just love to see it, man. And I, I really hope he, he does something significant to the city. Um, just piggybacking on the crib, like each mayor is known for something like if they won a Super Bowl, they brought a stadium, they brought a team. I hope he yeah. does something significant for the community to leave his mark. I'm hoping so too. The, the difference between him and uh, City Council President Felicia Moore uh, in Atlanta is, in my honest opinion, she's just been a career politician. I can uh, talk to a lot of people and I'm like, uh, you actually were supporting her during the race. And I'm like, well, what has Felicia Moore done? She's uh, been on the city council for a long time. And uh, her and uh, two other council members who've been on the city council for about 20 plus years were unseated. Uh, oh, over wow. the uh, voting in Atlanta. But Andre is not a career politician. Uh, in my opinion, he's done a few different things around Atlanta. He's homegrown uh, Southwest Atlanta, Adamsville to be uh, exact, right over there with Killer Mike. Just went to a different high school. Um, uh, of course, he went to Georgia Tech as well as Georgia State University for his uh, master's. So I'm hoping for him, man. He's he's homegrown, and I'm really hoping. What I'm calling it is he's going to bring a new balance to the city of Atlanta because the city of Atlanta is still changing, but you can't forget the originals that are still here as well as what people are moving to Atlanta for. I mean, and he, as well as the metro area because he got to be able to work with the governor. 
uh, the city of Atlanta is going through the troubles with uh, Buckhead, the Buckhead area. So Which is crazy. He, he got a lot to do. He got a lot to do. And it as does. well as uh, I heard a couple of radio colleagues talk about he originally uh, voted to defund the police. But of course, people still don't understand that defund word. And uh, but he, he stuck by it. So, of course, but I think he's going to work well with uh, the Atlanta Police Department. And I hope that uh, I hope the best for Andre. I really do. I, like I said, a new balance he should bring to ATL. That'll be dope. I look forward to that's it. All I, that's <laughs> all I got on that. I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Y'all put me in, in the story, though. Y'all know we get this email from our super producer, Zay. Uh, how y'all not want to talk about that? Um, I didn't, but I was just so happy for you. I was like, um, it was kind of going with the flow of the rundown, but you know, we didn't go, go with the flow. Drum roll. Maya, you going to tell her? I got to tell her. I'm going to tell it. Tell what you got to tell. I'm getting a nephew. <laughs> oh, your brother having a, a kid? Yes. Oh, nice. Everybody has been humping and humping and not pulling out. <laughs> Which brother are you talking about, Q? You. You. I know she ain't talking about her little brother. Oh no, unless he been out there hopping. Her parents will have a, a Chinese baby. He come in there with, unmarried with a child. <laughs> I know he don't yeah, brother, man. but hey, sure. But yeah, Mike man. B, I'm happy for you. Little, little booze will come in May 2022. Listen, I'm a probably, boozy baby. I'm probably the most shocked out of everybody. Everybody like, is. Everybody is. Listen. Everything is just happening so fast, and I ain't put all your business out there. But I did not see this coming. <laughs> I did not, Mike, at all. Like, not to say, you know, like you ain't, you know, you ain't doing nothing out there, you know. What I'm saying is, I did not expect you to be like, hey, I'm joining the dad club. Like, it's dope. Welcome. <laughs> you know? We welcome you with open arms, Black Fathers United. I appreciate it, Bi- uh, biological, because I got plenty of kids. I got right, plenty right, of kids. right, right, right. Uncle Mike been around. It's yeah. different when, when that I'm excited. One came out your sack. It's different. Uh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what he said, what he said. <laughs> right. Maya, you came out of sack, too. Hey, hey, hey. You just hey, happen hey. to be the fastest one in the first one there. Yeah, okay. it is. Okay. Yeah, it is. But look, we got a, we still got a good show coming up. I got a few headlines I want to give. We got a millennial table talk question we're going to touch on. We got a couple of interviews. Randy's not here. I'm not sure what's going on with her this weekend. Ron is not here, but, you know, he's on lockdown. I ain't think my friend was going to put him on lockdown like that. But Rand, Randy Randy got, uh, I don't know. I just saw Randy last night. Randy seemed fine. Like, I hope I didn't get it because we literally was this close talking to each other. Ooh, oh, uh, man. Uh, having a conversation. I think Ooh. she just got a stomach virus or something. I hope so. Oh. She's throwing in the stick card, y'all. I don't feel it, though. And I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh. Well, we'll be right back. Miller the News coming up next on Black Educated and Broke. Do you have a business that needs a social media makeover? Or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence. Allow Randy O PNR to take the wheel. From posting content to engaging with customers, Randy O PNR will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs. For a list of all of their services, go to www.randyopnr.com or check them 
them out on social media at Randy O PNR. Take the worrying out of posting and allow the experts at Randy O PNR to handle it for you. Hey y'all, and we're back. The voice you hear is it's Maya, but I'm gonna pass the mic over to the man with the news, the man with the plan, and now the man with the kid, Mr. Uh, Mike B. What's going on in the news? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tis the season. Happy holidays to you on Black Educated and Broke. Let's get into some melanin news. 16-year-old Cameron Tucker was given a one-day suspension for handing out fresh haircuts to students at Renaissance High School in Detroit. He is an aspiring barber. Well, the help of Fox 2 News in Detroit, the owner of Detroit's The Social Club Grooming Company, Sebastian Jackson, has offered to support the 16-year-old in his journey to cut hair. Jackson has cut some big names in Detroit, including rapper Big Sean and R&B singer Dwelle. Now, comedian Wanda Sykes, she said this in one of her original comedy specials about black women being put in charge of the budget, of the NAT budget. This is not the national budget, but President Biden has nominated two women of color to lead the office management and budget department. Biden has nominated Shalonda Young to be the director of the White House Office of Management and Budget and Nani Colorado as deputy director, and they are waiting on Senate approval. The family of Ezra Blount has declined rapper Travis Scott's offer to pay for the nine-year-old's funeral after he succumbed to injuries sustained during the Astroworld Festivals in Houston. The family has sued Scott, Live Nation, and others for $1 million. In HBCU news, the watch list for the inaugural HBCU All-Star Game featuring 24 of the best student athletes from the MEAC, the MEOC, the SWAC, SWAC, the CIAA, the SIAC, Tennessee State, North Carolina A&T, and Hampton University were announced this week. The game will be played during the weekend of the Final Four in New Orleans and broadcast on CBS on Sunday, April 3rd, 2022 at 4 p.m. Little known Black History fact in honor of Tom Joyner, Carrie Meek has died at the age of 95. She is one of two of the first Blacks elected to Congress since Reconstruction from Florida. Also in sad news, we broke the news earlier this week, music titan Clarence Avant. He lost his wife of 54 years, Jacqueline, who was shot and killed during a home invasion in the community they live in outside of Beverly Hills. She served as president of the Neighbors of Watts and also on the board of directors of UCLA's International Student Center. She was 81. For this and more news, follow me on Twitter and Mike B underscore news. These are your headlines. Sad news out of LA, man. Mr. Clarence yeah, Black. Definitely the godfather of black years. music. Absolutely, definitely. You ever watch this documentary on Netflix? I haven't. I haven't. It's you good. Gotta watch it. It's fire. You gotta watch it. Like you'll be blown. Like what? He did who? Like it's the shit. Oh yeah, man. Some of his stuff. Of course, uh, one of the things for me that I um, that I definitely pride him for is the the uh, I can't think of the call letters, but the first black radio station in Los Angeles. That was that's his baby. That's his okay. baby. So. Definitely prayers to um, him and his family. 54 years. And then that happens to your wife, man. That That's some crazy stuff. But listen, Millennial Table Talk. Zay, what's the question? Producer Zay. Do you guys, do y'all, because you guys who might need my here too. Well, it was been like a little trending topic on social media about mm-hmm. um, young men, you know, kids playing with kitchen sets. And the comments were outrageously obnoxious. 
there were several people saying that no they shouldn't be able to that a guy should be working with tools and blase blase and which they should and not saying that women shouldn't be doing that as well so what what do you guys feel about our young and they were trying to over sexualize it too like acting as if he will be gay if he plays with a kitchen set it just didn't make sense um hmm. So. Well, let's, let's take a break and we're gonna come back to that that's interesting mm-hmm. all right guys keep it locked stay tuned we'll be back after this break yeah i got something to say about this <laughs> are you sitting at your desk right now bored out of your mind tired of listening to all of these songs in the same old playlist well do me a favor go to the apple podcast or soundcloud and listen to black educated and broke we're gonna give you lots of laugh giggles and lots of life you heard it first with randy o Right here, back on Black Educated and Broke. Uh, what are we, the the unholy three? What are we? Oh, hold on now. I'm anointed. Oh, that's right. Maya is anointed. I'm not no, there yet. I'm still on my walk with God. Shut up, Q. <laughs> we got to come up with a name. What's our name? The Trinity. <laughs> oh, the Trinity with Zay oh, from the Bay. We got to mm-hmm. feature Zay. Zay's here. Our producer. Oh, we gotta Fantastic feature. Four then. Just the Fantastic Four? I like it. The four musketeers. My child is here. The four musketeers. I was the three musketeers. Three musketeers with Zay. No, so it's the four blind mice. The four blind mice. <laughs> I can see. All right. <laughs> Sheesh. All right, we got I this said millennial table. <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on. Yeah, move um, on. Zay, now Zay, you got to break down. So break it down one more time. We did it right after Mel in the News. We had a millennial table talk question about these little boys and they playing with what? Now with the, help, help me understand. Break it down. Okay, so moral of the story is someone posted a picture of her sons playing with the kitchen set. And it went viral because there were so many people having their opinions about it, saying that, you know, they don't think that boys should play with those things. um, They can turn out to be gay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a comment that I've seen a lot. And it was just like Mm -hmm. um, saying that they should be playing with, you know, tools and, you know, mechanical things and that. Uh, mothers are always trying to push these things on these guys when guys are supposed to be the providers and women supposed to know how to cook and nowadays that's why women don't cook and blase blase so the question is do you guys feel that young boys shouldn't play with kitchen sets alright first let me say I'm convinced that some of these people um don't love I, well I can't say they don't love themselves but they don't think for themselves because this don't make sense like listen at what you're saying and this adds up to you if a little boy plays with a kitchen set then he can turn out gay and that's why you Negroes can't cook for yourself and you're eating at McDonald's in the corner store every day like that is a pretend thing like that gives you the idea of learning to cook and cook Nobody said he, you know, he prancing around, flipping pancakes and uh, planting flour. Like it's, it's just weird that the kind of stuff that they try to make it seem you'll be gay if you do this. Like this is absolutely retarded. And these people right here are the ones that some of y'all are friends with. That's what's even more strange. Listen, if my son is playing with a kitchen set, okay, he probably trying to cook. Hell, he helped out in the kitchen when it's time to cook. 
He want to mix up the pancake mix. He want right. to uh, pour this, the uh, the water when it's time for noodles. He want to break them. He like, come on. Now nah, my son gay because he helps make his own food. Y'all stupid. Shut up. How old were these kids eh, in the picture? They, they were, were like really young. They were like three, five. Like they they were kind of small looking. So around like three, five, six. And see, three that age of three, four, and and five, depending on the late birthday, that's 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 pre-K and preschool. So that's, if your child goes to a daycare or in a pre-K program, especially here in the state of Georgia, that's that's that. part of your setup. It's it's kitchen stuff in there. They need to know what that kind of stuff is. Cause one, they're learning to eat off plates. If if you one of the people that don't teach a child to eat off a plate, they are they're learning what types of food they are they have they know what to see is the color is the texture all all kind of stuff so she had her children that the matter of fact they was getting their stimulation on playing with thank you and stuff. but but you do have you do have people like that when uh when i taught pre-k um this was my second year working with uh early learning students and i i had a mother come in and and say she didn't want her child playing in those areas and i had to explain her you either gonna have to find him another program because unless they on punishment and that's the entire class and we're working on something they can go play what they want to do in that area so if you're over there playing with food and making meals and stuff let them make meals apparently y'all ain't doing it at home because some of this stuff you don't even know what it is right. if you can't tell me that this certain fruit is yellow or orange, which is we're talking about an orange or a banana, that's the problem for a three and a four year old. Right. So it is what up. But you, I mean, like you said, you got people out there who literally they do that. They they literally don't want their sons doing certain things. Listen, you got some some sons that grow up be mechanic, you got some grow up be a great cook. Me, listen, I cook reels better than I can plug your engine. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> I can flush a radiator, but I can't take that bad boy out. But you know what? I can fry the hell out of a turkey. So you're going to eat good and have a good lunch while you're waiting on your new radiator to get put in. That ain't what I do. Thank you. I wish my child, when I start having kids, I wish my child would be cooking because that will take some of the stress off of me. Go ahead and cook yourself something to eat, baby. Go ahead. Because I'm going to go lay down. Let me know when it's ready, okay? Because I had a, uh, what's called it? What's the, what was those things? Some, um, them dream them bacon oven that the little girls Easy always wanted. Oven. I had Easy one of those. Bake, yeah. You think I touch your oven to this day? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I can tell Maya though. I, and it's not because I don't like cooking. I just don't like cooking for other people. I'm yep, really selfish with the way I, I have my taste buds. So mm -hmm. yeah. It'll change. It'll it change. will when I when I get to that level in life. I'm not mm -hmm. there yet. Therefore I'm not touching nobody's stove. I'd rather have be cooked for. And I That's love okay. a man that can cook. So I don't think those stereotypes for children children actually work and when i do have a child that's a son and i'm praying for a son um i want him to be multifaceted like i want him to cook ballet football do everything get it do, all it, do it all listen yeah. I, like i said i can fry your get turkey you some money. and i can change your time I, I, I don't i don't see what's wrong because you helping me pay for your college okay right. something gonna help something <laughs> gonna get some money so whatever you decide to do please do it to the full and the best of your ability and once you over it, you over it. Let's go over to the next one because I'm not paying for college by myself. Sorry. I feel y'all. Hey, let me mess with Zay real quick though, because Zay, I, maybe I, maybe I heard you wrong, but did you, you say because you were saying with boys, so they should be playing with things, uh, tools. It, it was something that you said in, in they were reference saying to that it. um that boys be playing with tools, 
and I feel as though yes boys can play with tools but girls can play with tools too like tools as well like I don't think we should sexualize toys and my okay. like, oh, toys are for boys and these toys are for girls it's just like let kids be kids right I got so I mean if you, you got a son he can he can have he can have a kitchen set and a hammer set yeah, yeah. All that. Gotcha. I'm no, I agree with it. I was trying to feel what you, you I was trying I was trying to message. I was trying to see what you was saying. You know? oh, okay. I've been messing <laughs> with you for about two months since you moved to Atlanta. I'm just going right. I'm gonna I'm I'm mess with you till twenty twenty two. It's okay. But yeah, like that might do do everything. Don't don't yeah. don't limit your kids. A lot of a lot of people do. And sometimes it's 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 no choice with it sometimes. Uh but I yeah. Most people do have a, a choice, so mm-hmm. don't don't limit, especially especially your son. Hammer set and the food set, let him do both. He'll Everything. Out what <laughs> and if you play with the Barbie, he might make more money as a chef. He might okay. play with the Barbie. Like I used to pull the Barbie's dress up to see what was up there. So I was curious. Nothing wrong with the it. hero. Get all the hair off of my Barbies and pull the hair, the heads off yeah. the thing. Well, Maya, you was violent and cute. Well, well you know, he Keep was curious. I was just was trying to understand. Proud member of Omega Psi Five Country. Now we know why. And and yeah. and he's a parent, so hey, he was pulling yeah. up. Cute. He was curious. Yes, <laughs> when we come back, when we come back, Q, Maya, Zay from the Bay got some dope interviews. We got two actresses coming in the building. Zay, where they from? Like, just give a brief introduction. I don't know. No, producer. <laughs> <laughs> this was Randy said. This was for Randy. I don't know. Put our own blast. But listen, at the end of the day, Black Educated and Broke is what we're about. Promoting uh, Black hustlers, Black business, and all things Black excellence. So we got some interviews coming up next. And stay tuned right here on Black Educated and Broke. What's good, kings and queens? It's your boy, Ron. And I know when you listen to the Black Educated and Broke podcast, you're thinking to yourself, man. Dealing with Randy O is a lot. You know what? You're right. It is. And that's why we depend on our friends over at the Green Toad Hemp Farm. They have everything we need to stay calm, cool, and relaxed. And they can do the same for you. All you got to do is go to blackeducatedandbroke.com as well as all of our social media outlets and click on the link. TheGreenToadHemp.com slash R-E-F slash B-E-B-A-T-L 2020. The Green Toad Hemp is the absolute best in premium CB products in every category. Don't believe me? Try them out. I guarantee the Green Toad Hemp Farm will make sure that your CBD experience is historical. Alright y'all, we are back on Black Educated and Broke. Now usually, you know, we have these amazing interviews and Randy does like this three minute read of their bio. And then, you know, Randy, she do all these little squeaks and she go up and right. down and then she be smiling and then she forgets stuff. And then she'll do a three minute read and then don't even let us ask no questions. She don't let us have nothing. But we are in the big chair. And this sister right here is, she, she's, first of all, she's been in the game for a minute. Um, of course, she's going to have the thing when we, she first came on, we was off air. I was like, listen, I y'all, that's like for Black Light, that's like for Black Light. But listen, I'm going to let you answer the question so that can give people the introduction. But ladies and gentlemen, from Black Lightning, from Raising Dion, Miss Tracy Bonner, welcome to Black Educated and Broke. How you doing, sister? 
What's up, everybody? I'm great. I'm great. How you doing? This uh, <laughs> we are good. Are we introduced to the mm. team and stuff. They they read it because. Listen, like I said, Randy do the extra stuff, but we ready to get into it. We ready to get into it because first thing I want to get into is your background. Thank you, what Mike. Part of Tennessee you know you from? where I was going. <laughs> what part of Tennessee you from? What area was that? Well, first of all, I must say that I was born at DeKalb County General. Oh, I'm okay. from Atlanta. Oh, I'm, a, okay. I'm from Atlanta. My parents, uh, my mom was a vice principal at Avondale High School. That's what's and up. my dad was over at... Um, Columbia, he got to start coaching football at Columbia and Southwest Cab. Okay. Then he when he retired from college football, he came back to Cedar Grove where he retired. Uh, so I'm, when did he retire from Cedar Grove? Uh, 2013. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what I got. And so that's I when I started at Cedar Grove, and then I went over to another high school. I'm the Cab County alum all day. Oh, oh Mike, no. you was talking about our background background. I'm talking about the background behind. <laughs> oh, we gonna get to that. I'm oh, gonna get to that's that. That's what I was talking about. That. We got, we got, we got, so we getting many, people the introduction. So many classics up there. Listen, people gonna like, hear this show, and then they gonna hear Black Light, and they gonna be like, "Okay, who that is on Black yeah. Light?" You know, like, I didn't give her character name yet, but then when I get that character name, people gonna be listening. And we're gonna get all kind of messages. Be like, "What, bitch? Y'all had her on? Cause her character, <laughs> her character ain't no joke on Black Light." Yeah. And I believe that was two C's, but we gonna get there. But with this part of Tennessee that you grew up in, what city is that? Because I was like, what, what area that is? What, it's what Murfreesboro. Is that? It's called oh, Murfreesboro. Yeah. And Middle, Middle Tennessee State University is there. Yeah. Um, it's 30 miles south of Nashville. Okay. Um, I went to Tennessee State in Nashville. Okay. So, yes, like 30, 20, 20 minutes now with the speed limit being what it is and the way I drive, so. <laughs> <laughs> And how you drive? I'm gonna tell the truth. Right, you speed demon. I don't have a lead foot at all. Oh, of course not. Cause what are those? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's crazy. Chicago kind of raised me. It taught me how to drive. I lived there mm. for twelve years, so nice. Chicago taught me how to really navigate the streets. You better, cause uh, <laughs> listen. These streets are Yo, wicked. You know about Chicago. I don't know about Chicago. Chicago is wicked. I love it though. They can't drive up there either. <laughs> no, they can't. However, no. however, it's they, not as they be moving. It's not yeah. as many wrecks out there like Atlanta. I'm like, yeah. I don't understand. Nobody can drive in Atlanta, but everybody comes to Atlanta, so nobody would be like producer Zay from the Bay. <laughs> right, was like Zay. If you don't know how to already she drive, got to accident so she got here. I, I don't know how to drive. It's y'all. She didn't admit that y'all know how to drive, but it's okay. We ain't gonna give it on her. But we all know y'all can't drive. But continue. Did Ooh. you die though? Did you? Die? <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is yeah, what we no. do. This is what we do. This is a family show. It's a family show. I love it. I love it. No, Atlanta people can't drive. And Thank really, you. No, time out. It's not Atlanta people. Thank you. It's Atlanta not Atlanta people. people. It's the people no, that I, come to Atlanta. Uh, I swear. It'd be Atlanta people like all the time. Only Thank Atlanta you. people go on, they drive on 20. That's only Atlanta people. Don't know outsiders live out there. Like Candler Road, where my brother lives. Yeah, mm. no. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I got your back, sister. I'm not taking okay. I'm not accepting anyway. that, but we're gonna move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm That's not accepting that. I will right fight here. that. 
Well, let's talk about let's talk about the um the acting because now you talk about your parents being educators, which means I know they were on you. You got a stickler. I know they had to be sticklers for education. Yeah. Uh, you said you went to Tennessee State sports. Yes. So I went to TSU on a softball scholarship. So okay. I got I was uh, an All American center fielder. I so said she was All American. I I was gonna coach. Mm-hmm softball that was gonna be my I was gonna teach and coach softball so of course I I got a BS in theater um, okay I double majored in education uh because my mom at the time was the dean of education at MTSU Middle Tennessee State and she was like you wanna you wanna be a what (laughs) and she started kind of laughing like no you're gonna be to get this teaching certificate so that's how I ended up in education my parents so you gotta be you, dad and mama. Listen, right. they, you ain't, you don't have no other choice. But uh, but you had Tennessee State though. Uh, but even before Tennessee State, the acting. So was that in school plays? It, listen, everybody know at church you got to do two plays out the year. You got to do Easter. And you got no, I was kind of shy um, in terms of getting in front of people. I I didn't want to mess up. Rejection was. A, is, is probably still is a huge thing for me. So growing up, I think I was in the sixth grade play. And then I did some play. My um, high school mentor, Hattie Sue Tipton, she introduced me to uh, a playwright, Valerie D. Steele, and when I was 15. And so I traveled with her, but I ain't really, acting was unattainable in a small town like Murfreesboro. Like, you know it's a dream you see people on tv and that's it so no i didn't grow up thinking i was going to be if anything i thought i was going to be like monica kaufman okay i don't know her i don't know that's her maiden name i don't know her married name but growing up as a kid right i would watch monica kaufman do the news so i'd go get the newspaper and highlight you know the stories that i wanted to do when she came on I would do the news with her. So if anything, I thought I was gonna be a newscaster. So okay. Gosh. That's that's our that's our auntie. That's our yeah, auntie Mo. Auntie Mo. Awesome. Yeah, she she was an inspiration for me growing up. So but how major, did you make that? Oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, ahead. I'm sorry. My that's bad, I was Mike. going to the suite. I was, I was like, going well, to how the did suite. you make we, that switch? I, I was right there. Yeah. It's it's a crazy story. So my senior year, I tore my ACL. Um mm. I toured my 11th game into the season. So I played one game over the amount of games I could get red shirt, right? So that was my career. That was it. And one of my theater instructors, Kimberly Lamarck, I love her. I have to reference her. Um, she was like, why don't you audition for grad school? And I was like, audition for grad school? What, what does that look like? And she was like, just do two monologues, do a Shakespeare monologue and I'll pick out another a uh, contemporary monologue for you to do. And you just go out to these theaters, uh, not theaters, but uh, to the theater conservatories and you audition for them. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to get in. This is what I'm thinking. I got waitlisted at NYU, waitlisted at DePaul, and I got a full ride to Roosevelt in Chicago. So I was like, I'm going to Roosevelt. And then the wait list that came in first was uh, DePaul, the theater school at DePaul University. And my mentor said, that's the school you want to go to. And so that's how I ended up going to an acting conservatory. I was like, fresh off the turnip truck, I knew nothing. Like everything, the bright lights, the big city, that was just 
a culture shock for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I ended up in Chicago and I stayed there for, like I said, 12 years. So what was I- like, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what was like the moment that you knew, like, this is what I want to do? Like, what was that eye-opening moment for you? Because like you said, this wasn't something that you initially thought you were going to do. It wasn't something that you were initially interested in. You were just told to take a shot on it, and you did, and it turned out to be this amazing career, obviously. So what was that moment that opened your eyes, like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to pursue this heavier and make this into my life. Mm-hmm. Well, moving to Chicago and attending DePaul, like it's like 250 theater companies out there. And uh, you can see theater anywhere from a storefront to like the Goodman Theater, which seats about okay. 800 people, right? And so when I started to see other Black actors making a living, um, I think it was my second year, I got to see Morocco Omari do a show over at Steppenwolf and he's on uh, P Valley right now. And uh, I got to see him perform and I was like, I wanna do that. I wanna make people feel the way he is making me feel right now. Um, And so that's, you know, moving to Chicago and just being around it and seeing people do it for a living. That's how I was like, oh, this is, it's not easy, but (laughs) it's easier than I thought. You know, I thought it was unattainable for me. So, yeah. so, so far you've been, you've been, uh, so what year was when you got to Chicago? Oh, two. 2002. Yeah. So what was like the, the first major thing you spent that much time? What was the first major thing coming out of Chicago for you? Well, I did uh, regional theater. I, okay. I was a theater actor, TV and film. I was. <laughs> yes. What they say? Know? Yes, darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was one of those actors. Like what the peasants. You know, and uh-huh. um, so I primarily I, I worked in Indianapolis at Indiana Rep, uh, Madison mm-hmm. Rep in Wisconsin. I did Broadway. I, you know, I actually went out and was doing theater. And it wasn't until I moved here in 2013 that I realized, oh, you're not in Kansas anymore. They only got two theaters that you can actually make a livable wage. And they got clicks. They got their people in yeah. those two theaters. It's going to be hard to, to you know, crack into that um, group of artists that they already um, are casting. So... I had to turn my sights towards TV and film, and it was scary for me. I, mm-hmm. you know, I had done a couple of things in Chicago, but nothing that really required me to learn more than five lines, mm-hmm. you know. And so I got out here, mm-hmm. and it was crazy, like bigger pond, bigger, bigger pond, and also I had to be more self reliant in Chicago. My oh. agents did everything. They take my auditions if I needed. They did my submissions. They they fostered relationships for uh, with the uh, casting directors. Not saying that they don't do that here, but here I had to learn how to self tape. I had to learn how to edit. I had to really tap into my networking skills in terms yeah. of engaging the uh, casting directors and directors in this community. Like I had to do a lot of that. Whereas in in Chicago, our agencies would throw host these parties and invite everybody. And so you mm-hmm. got to, it was 
like a real family out there. Out here is like LA. You gotta really go out and get it. Go out there and get it, yeah. You Absolutely. You ever thought about getting on the road, like the stage plays and especially the in the urban the urban setting? No, um, I must say, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll do respect. The stage plays, it's harder for me. Um, okay. They have quicker rehearsal times. Uh, like in theater, we rehearse for three and a half weeks. We have uh, a whole like four or five days of tech rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Stage plays, they might rehearse a week and they'd be like, go out there. And I just Hit the know, role. <laughs> I know what kind of actor I am. I'm a process person. I okay. want the first week I'm just reading the play and listening to how other people uh, are saying their lines and discovering their characters. And I'm going home and doing my homework. I'm that person. I, I'm about a process. Then the second week, that's when I'm getting off book. And then the third week, that's when I'm making discoveries and doing different things. So becoming more power to the stage play actors. I can't do it. Y'all, you, you got me beat. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, so you go ahead, Maya. Go ahead. We on the same okay. page. We read. We got. Yeah, we really quiz. are. We I like Randy don't let us. Randy don't let us talk. Randy she don't let us. So like this is like, so sorry. You got to meet her and spend it. time with her. Now you with you with the real crew. I love like, it. Until I said it, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna ask, could you have your uh, experience with the television and movies and theater? Like, which avenue was your favorite avenue when it comes down to it? Like, which one gave you the most memorable experiences? Um, I'm, I'm not gonna say there's one I favor one over the other because I get paid uh, a pretty good. That's deal. it. That's, That's your it, favorite right? part of all That's of it. That's <laughs> it. She get paid you know, that check. But but the one that edifies me the most is uh, stage theater. Um, like I said, it's process. It's collaborative. Mm-hmm. I get to work with the designers and the director and my castmates, and we build uh, relationships. And not saying that you can't do that on TV and film, but I'm not a series. I haven't been a series regular yet. But when I come on sets, I'm coming on to an already established world. Yeah. Uh, they have already established relationships and bonds and ways of working and you know, the way of communicating with one another and the director and the producers. And here I come for maybe a week or a couple days or maybe a day on set and I have to just show up, you know? Um, And so for me, that's more pressure. Um, But but yeah, on stage, uh, it's more edifying. Um, I get to be a full character from beginning, middle and end. I get to create an arc for myself. Um, And I've made my longest, strongest relationships in theater. So that's the one that I might favor a little more, but it's not my favorite in terms of, I'm I'm not gonna say that because I work. Yeah, you know, we get paid. <laughs> I yeah, love so them she all. Gonna be, she gonna be in Broadway next year. I'm gonna just go on claim right No, this there. is she, crazy. She's I on love Broadway them all. They're all my she, favorite. She's on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> but going yeah, in like, into television though, uh, as a um as a as, as I guess I could say for me as a fan and as an a, admirer, the, playing the characters that you have have played, like how what's that difference from like you said, being in theater, it's the beginning the middle and the end, whereas you're coming on these sets and you have to become this character. And for a lot of people, y'all are like, okay, y'all still, they still like, who we talking to? Listen, that's LaWanda White from Black Lightning. And listen, 
that sister had the most because how many episodes did you do on the season? Did I, you do two seasons or just one season of the character? I did two seasons, but I was only it's crazy. That was a one-off. I was supposed mm-hmm. to be on episode two and not to return again. But my agent sent me an email and she was like, I don't know what you did on that set, but they're bringing you back for two more episodes this season. So that's how I got brought back in season one. And then season two, they had already filmed the majority of the season and was like, mm-hmm. we want to bring Luanda back. So uh, but it- I mean, that's that's how powerful uh, and Black like Black Lightning is. Uh, first of all, we, we, we promote Black excellence on this show, but it's already an amazing show. But I mean, just the simple characters and we can go from you to even the uh, Clifton Powell, who's been around for years, just playing simply and not playing a huge role, but just playing the preacher. And then some of the legendary uh, uh, artists that have been in the game. And they only played small roles, but that's how powerful your role was because of the way uh, you brought LaWanda to light. And then the, the, just the gangster, how she was, how she became gangster with the gangster that was already on the show. People are like, what is he talking about? Go to Netflix, go to the first season. <laughs> and binge watch it. And binge watch it. And you be like, LaWanda, and when you see her character, like I said, it's not a major role but at the end of the day the, the same way you're talking about theater that's what you did for me in oh, in that series you took that character like listen it's a character you're you're going to remember because of the interaction and how you play with the other castmates so that's why i said you're that transition for for television like how you do it because you did it for me on black light Thank you. That means a lot. That was uh, a tough time in my life. My mom mm-hmm. had, was dealing with her second bout of breast cancer and wow. she had dealt with colon cancer a couple years before. And when she got that diagnosis, I sent my agent, I said, look, I'm not auditioning for anything. I'm booking out. I said, it has to be life or changing or career change for me to audition and she sends me this audition and says hey I know you're dealing with your mom but I thought you know why not just try to shoot this and I shot it over my best friend shot it for me um I was like girl I ain't gonna get this I ain't had no lights I didn't have nothing I was like they gonna pick somebody from LA girl just let let's get it in and it was one of those situations hey you booked you know um I didn't even have to go in for a callback so that really changed the trajectory of my career, that mm-hmm. role. Um, and it, it it really propelled me in a way that I, I had no clue. Like, you know, when you hear those stories where people are like, I was a waiter. And then the next day I booked this big role. Like that's how it kind of felt for me. You okay. know, I was, I said, I'm not doing this. You know, I don't, don't send me on nothing. My mom is more important right now. Right. And uh, yeah, it became this thing that I am eternally grateful for. I developed one of the strongest relationships with Will Catlett, who played Lala. He's a mentor of mine. Like he's somebody that I call all the time when he's in town. I I record his auditions and things like, like the audition, the, have you seen Kevin Hart, True Story? 
I haven't. I haven't. Not okay. yet. Hey, y'all gotta watch. Y'all got good. Is it good? Uh, <laughs> I keep hearing good things about it. It's some of the best acting I've seen Kevin do. Like it's real, honest, grounded work. But okay. still, I recorded his audition for the role that he's playing there. So that's the kind of relationship. Nafisa Williams, uh, he sent her over to me, oh, and yeah. she's she's also one of my clients. And and um, I'm just super excited about where her career is going. But just. Black Lightning opened up those doors for me. Yeah. That's dope. That's excellent. Let's, let's, okay, now Q had the question about the background. Oh, yeah. Again. Right now. Go ahead, Q. That, it's so, right there. Because I've been looking at it, too. I, I'm, I'm feeling yeah, it. it. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling I, what she about to tell And me. as a movie, a movie buff, <laughs> I've seen every movie that's on your wall that I can see right now. I've seen all of these. Oh, wow. And I've seen you pan. I've seen those two. I didn't see everything that's up there, but I did see, I did see Juana Man, and I seen Set It Off over there. Yeah. Now, Set It Off is one of the movies I can only watch like once every five years. Yeah, like it, it just that ending just hurts me. I can't do it. I can't do it. But those are some classics up there. Out of all the ones that are up there, did any of them have any impact on your life? And absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Uh, the Women of Rooster Place of course. Uh, changed my life. Seeing a Black female ensemble of right. actors, um, it just did something to me. And, and a soldier's story. Uh -huh. uh, seeing an all-Black male ensemble cast like that. That, mm -hmm. you know, helped me to kind of, you know, doing theater, it reminds me of theater. Right. Uh, I'm a part of an ensemble theater company in Chicago called Congo Square Theater. And it just reminded me of, you know, just strong ensemble acting where every time a new character is introduced, they're just as equally strong as the next. And so, um, that sound yeah, like my, that's, that's, that, that sound like my show, what, no, what show? Uh, uh, Love Country. Lovecraft, Lovecraft. Yeah. Listen, they have some actors and actresses, boy. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of shows like um Them is another yeah. show that I happen to watch. I'm not a big TV watcher, so mm. one night I said, "Let me scare myself." And I scared mm -hmm. myself through all eight of the episodes because the ensemble acting was that good. That good. Mm -hmm. So anytime I can find a film, I mean, Eve's by you. Strong Ooh. ensemble cast. All the way through. Strong ensemble cast. Like, mm -hmm. it's a lot of, oh, uh, Dead Presidents. I don't have it on oh. the wall, but Dead Presidents is a classic film of mine where I felt mm -hmm. like the ensemble just was really strong. I mean, Rocking it was yeah. on that, you know? Right. Um, it's so, a classic, classic people on there, man. Some legends in that movie alone before they were leaving huge like you think about chris tucker and i run we think chris tucker first thing we think smoky yeah but yeah. you had to but if you go back to this film this is before uh, uh friday and he blew it out the water i thought I'm, I'm like he's underrated he is this i mean he was funny in it but he was so vulnerable and mm -hmm. he gave a very vulnerable and heartbreaking performance absolutely absolutely what it's like to return from Vietnam for um, black men. Yeah. You know, oh man, y'all. You, yeah. you talk movies all day. It's we like, talk, my, like bamboozled. bamboozled is one yeah. of my favorite spikes. Oh, you like here. the spike. You like spikes. Yeah. You, I got you can't go wrong. <laughs> Look. You can't go wrong with Spike. Yeah. Like before we knew about any other directors, mm -hmm. we knew Spike. 
Yeah. I yeah. seen Crooklyn in theaters. I uh, hey, we knew Spike. <laughs> yeah. 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 For uh, real. Yeah. Listen, and y'all know we'll we'll talk movies all <laughs> night. Oh, okay, we, we, y'all know we can't be here all night. But listen, we I got we got a couple things we want to do, Richard, real quick. First of all, talk about the nonprofit that you have. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Um, Date Yourself Girl Inc. Um, it's in its eighth year of existence, and um, I became an, an official nonprofit in 2017. Um, it is uh, it's my baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through a really bad breakup. I mean, people hear me say, tell this story all the time, but I went through a really bad breakup and I realized after that breakup, I didn't know who I was without this man in my life. And I was like, I really lost myself in him. But to the point of, uh, I felt suicidal. Cause I'm like, how am I gonna go on without him? I need him. That, And so Date Yourself Girl, what it did for me was it, it helped me to get my me back. Uh, it helped me to empower myself. And as I was doing it, I found that I was empowering other women and not just single women, like women who were in relationships that were like, oh my God, I've lost myself and my husband, or I've lost myself and my job and my kids. And, you know, I don't know who I am. And just reading some of your articles helped. Um, so I started giving back. I started doing philanthropy and that was the thing that really helped to kill me mm-hmm. uh, and so the thing that I'm, I'm most proud of is my annual diaper drive I'm, it's going in its eighth year and for the third year in a row I've partnered with the Atlanta Mission my sister's house and now their new restoration house and I give diapers pull-ups and wipes to mothers but this year we're giving car seats and we're doing strollers for those mothers um, I just recently did a tour of their new facility and it brought me to like alligator tears. I like, I was crying profusely mm-hmm. because um, these women have a safe haven, you know, in, in this place. And it, it just felt really good to partner with them and to provide some kind of assistance. It's not a lot, but it's something. Um, and I, I'm just honored that Date Yourself Girl could be a part of it. So. That's and it's cool not, title. I'm not bashing men. I'm not telling me. Nah, I didn't feel that. I didn't, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that. I love it. A lot of men I love it. Hey, I love it. They, you know, sometimes the men can be a little fragile when things like <laughs> yeah. this come about, but I didn't take it as that at all. Not at all. You did something that was good for you and your mental health. And on top of that, you're helping the community. I Empowerment for right. what, what we black doing women, for our sisters. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in that. I, I know it's power me, in me. But we, if we, when we support each other, it's just an amazing thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Date Yourself Girl. If you get an opportunity, go to the website, check it out. It's dateyourselfgirl.com. And yeah, just read some of the blogs and see what we're about. And donate you know i'm doing i'm doing a diaper drive now until mlk day and oh yeah we could do that we can absolutely you, we got a flyer we got a flyer for uh, a flyer uh yeah I can digital send... the digital the digital flyer yes i can send you some absolutely some... Yeah, we gotta we, we gotta put, put that, that in, out uh, there. absolutely put that in the post okay. details details, yeah, details. That'd, that'd be dope i um yeah i'm with that okay. absolutely all right, now what? Now what's next? What's next? Raising Dion, I I, I heard that in in the, some some rumors and stuff. What's next? What's coming up next for you? Oh 
Oh man. Um, right now, Swagger is out on Apple TV. Okay. I'm, I'm in about four or five episodes of that. Um, so please tune into it. It's a great show about basketball. Um, and then Raising Dion is coming out. I can finally talk about it February 1st. Uh, it will be airing on Netflix. I'm in six episodes of that. I don't know what I'm going to look like on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time working on that project and reconnecting with some Aaron Grant, who's executive producer and director of uh, a couple episodes. I got to reconnect with him. Okay. Um, and then one of my clients plays my daughter, you know, so... Oh, wow. I, it just, I, I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. I had a great time. Met some really dope folks on that. Sweet Magnolia season two is coming out. I don't know when, but uh, it is releasing. Everybody's like, when is it coming out? I play a pastor on that show. She is completely the opposite of who I am. So that is a, a, a character that I just have grown to really, really like because you get to see a different side of me, a softer side. And it, I really uh, mimic my mom. And I substitute uh, okay. my behaviors and mannerisms in that character. So that's something that I... Uh, uh, character I hold near to me. Georgetown Project. I got a couple of stuff going on. Georgetown Project coming out. With plug Russell. it. Plug it. Well, plug it. Chloe Bailey, like uh, she plays my daughter on, in, in that. And yeah, man, I don't Come know, on, Chloe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> girls, get away, gone wrong. It's coming. Oh, it's gonna be that's on fire. So, yeah. where you say we can see that? Uh, on Tubi. On Tubi. Tubi. Okay. On Tubi. Tubi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Tubi streaming network. Uh, oh, and I just shot an episode of Chicago PD. Look, I'm just really excited. You're everywhere. Ah, she is God everywhere. Has God has blessed me. I, I Amen. Amen. You know, I, I've quit acting 50 times. So. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. you started back 51. It don't matter how many times you quit. That's so it. Times you start that back again. Yeah. You know, that's motivation right there. When she tell you no, ask again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's it. Well, listen, real quickly, <laughs> drop real, real quickly, drop something inspirational for the listeners. I, I think no, you, no, no. You, you, I have inspired. this question. Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna I have let this Maya question. Knock it for like any expiring actors, actresses, you talk about your clients and everything that you have going on with your good uh, book taping services and your master of the art self tape, as well as with your workshops and everything that you have going on. Yes, ma'am, I did my research. <laughs> what is the most inspirational thing that you tell them i know it's not just one thing because everything you say as a woman in the field a black woman in the field at that and having the experience that you do everything that you say and um teach and mentor is inspirational in matter of fact however what is one thing that you make sure to tell and share with someone who is aspiring one thing i share with everybody and that is that has remained constant is you are enough. I think in this industry, people want to put on something they think the industry wants to see, the producers or directors want to see, and they want to see you, the authentic you. And in this industry, you know how people can say they're fake, they're this, they're that. That's because they're putting on something that they think you want to see. So I'm saying bring all of yourself, the complete self, your complete self to to this industry and you'll be able to navigate a little easier that way. It'll be a little less stressful. The more grounded and rooted in who you are, can't go wrong. Yep. And y'all heard it here. 
Mistress. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh, we got to drop the social media. Drop the social. Yes. Oh, yeah, plug it, plug it, plug it. Everything. Everybody follow me on Instagram, and that's it. Okay, I'm not <laughs> Facebook or nothing else, but Instagram you can find me at V T H E Tracy T R A C E Y Bonner B O N N E R at V Tracy Bonner. I'm about and to follow it right now. Me too. Hate yourself, girl. <laughs> That's it, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Razor Dion, February the 1st. So many projects coming out. Miss Tracy Bonner right here on Black Educated and Broke. Yeah. Yes, sir. You can listen to Black Educated and Broke on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Player FM, and SoundCloud. <laughs> We're back on Black Educated and Broke. The stuff we talk about. Off, off camera, air. listen. Off camera, off air. <laughs> the recording listen, is off. Y'all. But listen, what a what a great show we did, man. First of all, I definitely uh, appreciate y'all showing some love. Uh, Daddy Mike, Papa Mike, and some of my cousins been calling me. Uh, definitely excited about that. So uh, the baby will be here in May 2022. Your birthday, boy. It's a boy. Just praying for a healthy baby. Um, but a great, a great show as always. Listen, I dropped some melanin news. We had a great conversation. Yes, and, sir. Miss Tracy Bonner, uh, what a, a, a talent she is, as well as inspiration. I'm glad she was able to join us. Y'all got anything else? I don't have anything else. I, I'm not shouting out the mother too. I ain't got nothing to say. Shout out to our, <laughs> producer. Out to our producer. I'm not shouting out the mother too. I, ain't got I feel like that was a really great interview. I feel like that was the most I've ever heard me talk. That's the most I heard exactly. either one of y'all. We, talk. we didn't we didn't get cut off during the interview. So. I let y'all do your thing too. I was like, you know, usually I'll do it, but I'm I'm yeah, my, you, you, I you, watch you, you can cut develop. you can cut Randy off. We can't cut off. Yeah. She cuts I've watched I've watched Maya develop from when we first started and being afraid to really talking to the mic to damn near running the interview. Like that's that's <laughs> gross. That's right. That's it really bro. is. You yeah, remember I how I was job. shaking like the stripper with algae? Yeah, you almost twisted your ankle. Y'all did an amazing job, man. I, I definitely, I, I love to see it. I love hey, to see hey, it. Thank you. Man. You know, I'm a professional. I am a professional. You are, Mike. You are, but, Mike. Uh, I met somebody I last night that, that knew you. They do traffic for iHeart, and they don't know you, but they knew your name. I said, What's yeah, the that's name? Right. What was the name? Her, name, her name is, uh, matter of fact. I was hooking us up. She followed us on social and on mine. I can tell you right now. We uh, I met some good people last night. It was so Sherelle Hubbard. Sherelle Hubbard. Yeah, 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 yeah. She uh follows me. Uh we Twitter buddies and yeah, she's at yeah, she's yeah, an iHeart yeah. traffic reporter, real cool people. It's funny, like a lot of the Atlanta traffic reporters, uh the black ones. Well, we work uh for different companies and on different stations, but all of us know each other through social media if you haven't met before and we like all cool. Cool I one of fan. my cousins that's he's taking the class from uh uh V103's on Stephanie Stallworth. And then he was like, Hey, do you know her? This, that, and the third. I said, just go up to her and say, Hey, I'm Mike Boo's a cousin. And that's that's all she wrote right there. And we I haven't met the lady not one time. Not one. But she is my buddy. She is really, really good people. Oh, that's good. Well, sure, Mike. Wrap it up. Hey man, well listen, this show as always, we appreciate y'all for supporting Black Educated and Broke. Always like, share, follow, listen on your favorite podcast providers. Of course, I prefer Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but there's so many different platforms that we're on. Follow us, social media is all things Black Educated and Broke. And of course, Twitter, you can type in Black Educated and Broke and those call letters are B-E-B podcast underscore ATL. Shout out to our producer, Zay from the Bay 
And listen, I'm Mike B. It's Maya. And per usual, it's time to cue the takeover. Hey, man. We in studio next week. We're going back to studio. (laughs) I like that studio. We got to get back. We got to get back. But hey, y'all have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.